Pure Dog Talk is the voice of purebred dogs. We talk to the legends of the sport and give you the tips and tools to create an awesome life with your purebred dog. From showing to preservation breeding, from competitive obedience to field work, from agility to therapy dogs, and all the fun in between, your passion is our purpose. Welcome to Pure Dog Talk. I am your host, Laura Reeves, and I've got kind of a cool guest for us, you guys. This is Shannon Riley Coiner, and she is the owner of Truly Force Free Dog Training in Ventura, California. And, you know, you guys have heard me talk about consistency and training. We've talked to Vicki Roncati and a whole bunch of other people about it. But I really wanted Shannon to come and just kind of hammer down on this a little bit. And we were just talking about this off air. The beauty to me of consistency, it is absolutely imperative no matter how you train. Yes, for sure. 100%. Excellent. All right, guys. Are you planning your next litter of puppies? Or maybe you just finished your foundation bitch and you're ready to start health testing. Embark, creator of the highest rated dog DNA tests on the market, offers specialized testing just for breeders. And while they're offering a few different tests, only the Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit was made to provide breed relevant disease screening for your purebred dogs. It includes traits testing, such as coat color and body size, DLA diversity testing, breed ancestry, easy-to-download OFA submission reports, and the only genetic coefficient of inbreeding test available. Find out why thousands of breeders have trusted Embark to enhance their breeding program, including me, through screening for breed-specific genetic conditions, understanding traits, and identifying genetic diversity. To save on the most accurate, most comprehensive dog DNA kit, visit EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK to take $20 off a full-priced Embark for Breeders dog DNA kit. That's EmbarkVet.com backslash breeders and use the code PUREDOGTALK. Welcome, Shannon. So glad you could come. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We call it the 411. Hi. Yes, I have been dog training since I was a teenager and started. That was yesterday, right? No, like 30, you know, I had 20 years I had on my bio and then I went, oh my God, I got to change that number there. An extra decade has passed now. Three decades. I have a local business that's just Ventura Pet Dog Training that I do my one-on-ones with, but I started realizing that People didn't have access to dog training anywhere. Like I'm a vet tech too. So I go to conferences and they'd say, well, I don't have any trainers in my area, Mm -hmm. which is why Truly Force Free started was because I was just trying to get information out. And then I started talking to people and that's why I wrote my book, The Evolution of Dog Training also was because I was saying the same thing over and over again. And I thought, let's write this in a book. So that's why I have Truly Force Free. And then I had The Evolution of Dog Training. And I am passionate about dogs. I love dogs. I love animals. I've worked in zoos. I've done all kinds of things. And so I just want people to out there. I was just telling somebody today, I can't believe I say the same thing over and over still. (laughs) (laughs) It feels like we say it all the time. I know. I understand. And I agree. But I think it's important that people have access to information. First, sure. And so whether we're training a show dog or an agility dog, an obedience dog, whatever we're training for, all of these things, all of these events that we do here in Purebred Dogs, 
the basis of it is training. Yes. I mean, that's just the bottom line. And so talk to us a little bit, because what I really wanted to drill down on, and I think gets left out in some of these conversations, you know, people have arguments, whether you should be purely positive, or you should be balanced, or you should be blah, blah, blah. What I think gets left out of those conversations is what we said at the top. And that is that consistency is the key. For sure. And I love actually what you just said about whether it's agility or obedience or anything, because I teach agility, I teach puppy classes. I used to teach obedience and the manners. I just kind of burned out because I've been doing it too long. So I passed that on to other trainers. But I was just doing a thing earlier today, a live, and we were talking about puppies and potty training is consistency. You know, puppy obedience training is consistency. Yes. When I do agility, if you're not consistent with your dog that you're doing agility with, you're not going to succeed in the trial. Right. If you're doing rally, if you're not consistent and really consistency is something that even as humans, we thrive for. Like if we have a relationship, whether it's with our children, our spouse, our friends, inconsistency really creates fear. It creates anxiety. Yes. It creates a lack of trust. Is yes. Trust issues. Absolutely. Trust yeah. issues. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me, Shannon. This is one I use as an example. And I think this is people don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. So, oh, good dog. Jump up on me. Mommy loves you. I'm going to give you a big hug. Oh, that's wonderful. And the next morning when you come out in your suit to go to the office and they've just been in a mud puddle and they jump up on you, you stupid such and such, get off me. I hate you. Oh my gosh. As soon as you started this, I knew where you were going. (laughs) What did that do to that dog? For sure. It makes me crazy. Yes. It is so hard because one minute this behavior is okay. One minute it's not okay. And it doesn't make any sense. I don't realize how much I have this conversation with people until just now. I do a little bit of work with horses and I had somebody who got mad because her horse would eat grass when they were walking. And I'm like, okay, okay, well then just don't let him eat, you know, distract him, blah, 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 all these different cues. You know, we don't need to talk about those, but then we're talking and while we're talking, she's allowing him to eat grass. Right, right. right. And I'm sitting there and I'm just watching. And then she realizes he's eating grass and she's yanking on his halter. And I'm not saying anything, I'm just observing. And then she gets distracted and he, she starts letting him eat grass with no cue, like saying, okay, it's okay to eat grass right. now. Right. It's not okay to eat grass now. Right. And then she goes, I just don't know. He's all head shy and he doesn't try. And I go, I can't imagine why. I, <laughs> shocking. Right. Exactly. All right. So we've all been there. Uh-huh. We've all lived through it. Yes. God knows. I catch myself doing it too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this is okay. This is not Okay. So let's set ourselves up for success. For sure. Let's give people some really good, like five fabulous ways to be consistent in everything and in every way. Well, you know, one thing that's really important is people are clear what they want to, because I probably would say one of the reasons people aren't consistent is because they're not clear in their head of what they're expecting from their dog or their animal. It is just any animal, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so what does sit mean to you? I have to ask people that a lot of times because Mm -hmm. they will say, well, I told them, you know, I told them down, but they're Mm -hmm. actually telling them down, like not jump on me, but then they say down, lay on your belly. So I stop them and I say, what does down mean to you? Most of the time they will say down means lay on your belly. And I say, well, do you know that you said down when they were jumping on you? Yes. And they go, oh, 
Okay. So if you're not clear what you want, you can't be clear to your learner. I think it's so important. Mine all have two words. Off is get Mm -hmm. off of whatever it is you're on. Me, Mm -hmm. the couch, the kitchen table, whatever. Down is lie down wherever Mm -hmm. you are on the couch, on me, on the dining room table. It doesn't matter. Off is off. Down is down. And those are two completely separate commands. 100%. So if you're not clear with what you want in your head, and I actually have some clients that this is so difficult for them that I make them make a doggy dictionary, basically, which also goes to the next thing that I tell them is what word are you going to use? Not okay. So, you know, mm-hmm. this, but right. Because like, come, yes. they'll say, come here, let's go. Come on, come here. Let's go over here. And I'm like, well, which one is it? Because right. if I'm not sure what you're asking, how's your dog going to know? Mm-hmm. So I tell people, you know, that doggy dictionary helps you remember what your cue is, like, what word am I teaching for this behavior? And then you remember what that cue means. So they can be very, very clear about that. So those are two things. And a lot of this is just humans, you know, Mm -hmm. being consistent. And we always know that it's always the people, not the dogs. I mean, I just want to make sure that we're clear about that. (laughs) I have now started telling people I'm a dog trainer slash human trainer. Right. Exactly. (laughs) The dogs are fine. The people are the ones that need the help. 100%. And then So you've got to be clear about what you want and what words you're going to use or hand signal. Mm -hmm. And you can have multiple cues for one behavior, as long as you're clear about that. Verbal. Hand signal. Hand signal. Right. Exactly. Whistle command. Exactly. There can be multiple things for any behavior, as long as it's consistent. Just like we have words like chair, couch, sofa, you know, they all mean somewhere you sit. Mm -hmm. So you have to be clear with that. Then you really need to be clear about how you're going to be training. Like what's the reinforcement that you're going to be using? And that could be a lot of different things. And we don't need to go into all the details of that, but you know, are you going to be using a clicker? You know, are you going to be using just treats? Are you going to be using Mm -hmm. verbal? Mm -hmm. And if you're using it, that has to be consistent too. So Mm -hmm. sometimes I'll have people who, you know, use verbal instead of a clicker or whatever, they use verbal, which is fine. That's like, yes, like a marker word, right? A marker word. But then Mm -hmm. they're like, "Uh uh-huh. Good. Yes. Good. Good boy. Good. And I'm like, okay, that's all good. Cause we know as humans that that all means we did a good job, but your dog doesn't know that. Yes. Good. Good boy. all mean the same thing to you. And especially when they get a little stressed or excited, Mm -hmm. you know, you're in different area, different place. Yeah. And then the dog's like, okay, you always say yes. And then all of a sudden you said, good. The dog doesn't know they did good because it doesn't mean the same thing to them. Mm -hmm. So having your training be consistent. And we talked about a little of this before we started too, is even if you use a little, like some kind of traditional, like punishment based, you're more balanced. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is where I see with balanced trainers because our timing consistency and our timing is important. I was just going to bring up timing, reinforcement and timing. So whether it's a positive or a negative reinforcement, it's still about timing. Exactly. And so this is why I kind of have phased out a little bit more of my punishment is it's not that I don't ever use it, but I have to be really thoughtful about it because of timing, Mm -hmm. because a punishment that happens three seconds after a behavior Mm -hmm. can be very stressful for a dog. Mm -hmm. A reinforcement, a pod, like treat that's given three sections after the behavior, it will be confusing, but it won't be necessarily as stressful, but it can get stressful if they're trying to, like my lab, who's super like, 
I want to do it right the first time. Right. If my timing is off, right. he'll start down the path. It takes right. one click for him to go down the right. path of a behavior. And I'm like, wait, 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 I messed up. <laughs> well, and then I have dogs that'll just start offering behaviors. Oh, that wasn't it. How about this one? How about this exactly. one? Is this it? How about this one? Totally. <laughs> and so being consistent in your timing of mm-hmm. whichever way mm-hmm. you use it, mm-hmm. because the dog they're going to pay attention to what's happening in that second, in that moment. And so if you wait too long, they're not knowing what they're being punished for or being reinforced for. I've seen that with sit, even like with a treat, you know, Mm -hmm. they'll say sit and then they don't get the treat in the mouth until they're standing up again. Right. And so like you just did. Yeah. Good job. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm treating for stand up. or when people try to teach quiet and bark at the same time and That timing is so critical. So timing is being consistent in your timing and your techniques too. They don't have to be perfect, but you have to be consistent so that your dogs understand what you want. And this is where sometimes when people, if they're not consistent, they're all over the map with a Mm -hmm. little positive and maybe they're doing some punishment and maybe Mm -hmm. they're doing this. Mm -hmm. I have actually seen dogs completely shut down when timing is off because one second the person say jumping, you know, one second they're petting them and oh yeah. And then one second they're kneeing them. And then one second they're asking them up and then they're telling them to get down, but they're using the wrong word. And this is where then they see me for more the therapy part of my training that I do, because now the dog is like, I don't know when I'm right, when I'm wrong. And I talk about this a little bit in my book that in the human world, it's trauma bonding. Mm -hmm. It's like what a victim will experience. You know, the loving husband comes home one day. I just say husband, but this is very stereotypical. But just for the story, husband comes home, brings flowers. And then the next day comes home, nothing different. And is yelling and maybe is abusive. That victim is now like, is this going to be a good person or a bad person? And the psychological trauma Mm -hmm. that happens with that inconsistency is very stressful for a lot of dogs, you know? And so that's why it's so important to have that timing and your techniques at least consistent. If they always know when they jump up, they're going to get need, then they always know that's what's going to happen. If they always know when they sit, they're going to get a treat, then they're more likely to get that treat. Right. Because the way our brain is, is we pick up patterns and dogs pick up patterns, I think even more than we pick up. And I wanted to kind of follow that rabbit hole a little bit because Uh I think, and you and I both know this, we've been doing this long enough. There is a bad habit of anthropomorphization of our dogs Mm -hmm. and thinking our dogs are people. They're not, Mm -hmm. they don't understand those words. They understand your body posture. They understand your tone of voice. They understand these things not necessarily a specific, like if I say, you bad dog, they think they're happy. Oh, yes. Oh, I tease my dogs all the time. I'm like, you're so bad. You're so and they bad. Think they're and they're like, good. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And so it's all of that. And isn't that true also, though, with humans? You know, you can have a person who is telling you to their face, I think you're so wonderful, but their face is like me. I can't stand yeah. you. I've got a little resting bitch face going on over here while I'm telling you, I think you're fabulous. Exactly. And nobody's so buying it, people. <laughs> and if you've ever think about from your own perspective, you know, you meet someone, this happens with shy people all the time. Right. You know, a shy introvert 
who can't pull out their extrovert for things is like, hi, how are you? And you meet them and they're pleasant, but their eye contact is crazy. Yeah. And then you leave that meeting and you're like, I don't think they liked me, but then they go and tell 20 people how fabulous you were. And you're like, oh my gosh, that consistency of your body language, Mm -hmm. your voice. And I always try to tell people this too. When I teach my dogs any training, I tell them, you're teaching it for me. English is a second language. If you're in German, Mm -hmm. German is a second language. Right, right, right. I need a way of communicating with them. If I don't have some consistent words that mean something, we're going to have a hard time communicating because dogs don't talk in language like this. They tell body language and we need to know those things. Hang tight, guys. Got a little bit of information for you. We'll be right back to the podcast in a minute. All right, you guys, if you are part of a national breed club in the U.S. or Canada, I need you to listen up. My partners at Trupanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet, have just launched a super exciting national breed club referral program. I mean, I'm saying you guys have heard me talk about Trupanion's breeder support program before, and this is what gives you access to a special coverage offer for your litters that waives waiting periods for your puppies when you send them home. Now you can partner with Trupanion directly to share this incredible free program with the breeders in your club. And the best part, your club earns sponsorship support in return for every member that joins the program. It's pretty much of a win-win, guys. If you're interested and want to learn more, head to my partner page at puredogtalk.com and click on the link at Trupanion. And so I think to follow on on that, Mm -hmm. Shannon, I think the other piece of that that's so important is consistency of tone. Because again, they know off and they know down, Mm -hmm. but there's a different tone to each of those words. Yes. And I just had somebody asking me that because also you have different handlers. So you have a family this is huge. Yeah. Oh, go, go and on this so one. This is huge. A family is, you know, my daughter's has a different tone and voice than me, but it's that consistency still of at least recognizing the word because the word's going to make a difference. But I just was teaching my puppy class and I was teaching them the release cue. And mm-hmm. I said, I don't care what word you use. All done, release, free. I don't really care. Just everyone needs to be the same. And sometimes I'll have one who has too low of a tone and too high of a tone. So I'll have to kind of measure that out, but it really makes a difference that there's consistency and how you get that consistency too is practice. So I practice with my dogs the most and my dogs all know their words, but Mm -hmm. just like if you're with somebody else, you got to know how that relationship works and Mm -hmm. have that communication. So it's that practice because, you know, we all know that if I say no to my kids, it's different than when grandma says no, or their favorite (laughs) aunt says no. And it all comes down to the consistency of what happened after that. So if I said no, and they're like, oh, mom said no. And a story. That's why they mommy and dad people. That's right. Go ask dad. And dad will say, well, what did your mom say? Well, she said, no, then it'll be no, but well, I haven't asked her yet. I mean, it all comes down to consistency and the relationship, but the tone matters, but it's also that word within that person too, Mm -hmm. because I have my voice and the dogs know my voice. And I tell this to clients all the time, because you know, as the trainer, you know, this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where you're just magic. They just do everything I say. (laughs) I hear it all the time. So I'm like, well, yeah. 
I have trained your dog one hour a week for six weeks or whatever. But your dog knows when I say sit, they know exactly what I mean. I've helped them. I've guided them. I've done whatever my technique is. I'm always exactly the same. I say it. I treat it. I do everything the same. When you do it, you're like, sit. And then you don't really follow through. Or my favorite that I use all the time, a question, your voice goes up. A Uh statement, your voice goes down. Yeah. Sit. How many people say that or use that sort of tone? Yes. When they give a command to the dog, sit. Well, that's a question. The dogs hear it as a question. Oh my gosh. Tone just got me into thinking about my agility classes. So I have my clients who do agility and they'll have the really quiet, mellow dog that they really want to do agility with, but then they'll go over tunnel. And I'm like, I have told people this literally, I've said, dude, I wouldn't even go over that jump for you. (laughs) And I have more energy than your dog. So you got to give a little more enthusiasm for that dog when they're unsure. And I tell them, okay, Mm -hmm. you got to bring on your cheerleader voice. And some of them don't always like that so much. And then I'll have the dog who's also like through the roof energy, hyper, hyper, hyper. And they're going, go, go, go. And I'm like, whoa, settle down here. (laughs) And then I tell those people, I want you to be a snail because by the time that person brings down their tone, it's never going to be as quiet as the person who was too quiet, but they'll bring their tone down because tone will amp up a dog or everything dog down. Absolutely. Everything. It's that consistency. And I have Mm -hmm. a couple of people right now who've really amped dogs. Every time they walk in to do their course or their practice, Mm -hmm. the first thing I say to them is take a deep breath. You got to be mellow or I'll tell them be a snail or whatever my cue is to that person. Right. But the consistency comes from me because if I didn't remind them as soon as they started, they would go back to their natural tendencies. And it is, it's a lot of training ourselves how to like it is entirely. Yeah. And that's what I thought this would be such a great conversation. And it is because we need to have a family meeting when you get the next dog. Yes. And we need to all say everybody in the family, every single human that's going to be in this house day in and day out. They're all going to say, come sit down off, wait, whatever we have to, or that poor dog is just going to have an identity crisis. Also, what are the family rules? Is your dog going to be allowed on the couch or on the bed or on the carpet? Eating from the table. Yeah. Eating from the table. And people ask me all the time, is it okay if my dog sleeps on the bed? And I'm like, as long as your dog's not growling, you know, being obnoxious on the bed, Mm -hmm. what do you want? But you just got to be consistent because it's really not fair for the puppy, the eight-week-old puppy to cuddle with you in bed or sit on your lap, you know, the Great Dane, sit on your lap while you watch TV. And then when they get to be 50 pounds, you're like, sorry, I don't want you on the bed anymore or on the couch anymore because they don't understand that they weigh 150 (laughs) pounds. Yeah, I know. (laughs) And so it's that consistency from the beginning and that foundation. Something went through Facebook the other day. I was asking about like, do you always train your dogs for the rest of your life? And I thought about it and I'm like, well, I don't really, my lab's 13, my Jack Russell's 11. We don't really, sometimes we'll train a new trick, but nothing major. But what I got out of that conversation was the first year and a half to two years of my dog's lives, mm-hmm. there's no variance. It's mm-hmm. you sleep. If you're in there in a crate, you're in a crate this time. Yep. You sleep this time. Yep. You exercise, yep. like everything was you don't do this. And then as they got older, I could structure boundaries, yes. structure boundaries, just yes. like we do for small children, structure boundaries. And then as they get 
older and can kind of understand a little difference. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I have clients who their dogs aren't ever allowed on the carpet, say, mm -hmm. okay, they're never allowed on the carpet for the two or three years of her life. Then you might be able to say, okay, you're allowed on the carpet now, but then go back off the carpet or whatever your rules are. But consistency, I think we just said this off air too, but I think it's important to say here is mm -hmm. I learned from my own human world. Somebody told me, Shannon, clarity is kindness. And I was like, my mind was blown by this little statement. And the more I thought about it, when I'm working with my dogs, the clearer I am, the kinder I am with my children, with my friends, you know, it's not fair for me to like, not put up that boundary and let a friend do something and then be mad that they did it because mm -hmm. I wasn't clear about what was okay with right. me. Same thing with right. my dog. It's okay for you to jump on me, but then it's not, right. you know, that isn't fair. And it breaks your trust. It breaks the dog's confidence. They can get anxiety and stress. And I think you see dogs start acting out. I was just going to say, I have a client who the husband has severe ADHD untreated mm -hmm. and the wife mm -hmm. is pretty quiet and mellow. And the dog was struggling, biting the husband, right. uh, border collie older. And as I worked with them, I had to like really address the ADHD. I couldn't ignore mm -hmm. the elephant in the building right. because right. I said, just sitting here with you in this appointment, the wife was able to say, sit down. Mm -hmm. Dog knew so much, super smart dog, mm -hmm. but the husband was up and down and fidgeting and sit right. and would say sit, but didn't follow through with it and down and then called. And I'm like, my head was spinning. I was right. stressed just by mm -hmm. watching the interaction. Right. And that was really hard to watch. That's a hard conversation to have too. I was just going to say, and fortunately I have a son with severe ADHD, so I can mm -hmm. personalize it and say, Hey, I get this. But that's partly as you get to some of these more difficult behaviors is being able to talk to people about their own consistency, especially mm -hmm. if they have some kind of own personality trait that is actually causing some of the behavior problems. And it's usually because they're inconsistent and it's not uncommon for those people who have inconsistency with their dogs to have problems in their own relationships because of the inconsistency. Really consistency is so important. I learned it with COVID, you know, my kids oh, still sure. got up because everybody thinks right. I was the crazy mom, right? Cause my kids right. weren't sleeping until noon. I was the bad mom to everybody at first. Cause I wasn't letting them just live the life because they were still getting up at a certain time, right. going to bed at a certain time. Right. They had eat lunch, you eat dinner, like all this stuff. It's really interesting. I have an interview that I did with a fellow who's a doctor. He's a physician okay, who happens to be a purebred dog owner. And he was talking in an upcoming episode, was talking about routines and how incredibly important they are for people and for dogs. Yes. And it's the same basic concept. And I just think that that is something that as humans and as dogs become more and more and more and more involved in our homes, mm -hmm. become more and more and more and more our family members, that it's easy to forget that they're actually dogs. Exactly. Well, we do because they're in our lives. And I think we had a lot of dogs that during COVID mm -hmm. people got them to be like right. little babies that they could take care of, but those dogs didn't get structure. They didn't get any routine. Nope. And, and now, now there's a disaster. Now they're <laughs> suffering the consequences. It is so important just to our development. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to that consistency because when you have a routine, you know what's next. You know, like yep. we wake up in the morning, we get dressed. And if you do all those routines, 
you're a successful human mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you can be a successful. Remember dog. there's that meme on Facebook. You're drinking the coffee. You're doing the things you have pants on, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the same thing, yes. right? Like, I mean, we all struggled through COVID, yeah. but I think our dog struggled too. Sure. And when we talk about all of our COVID puppies, I mean, we talk about this at the dog shows all the time, our COVID puppies, our COVID puppies, I have a COVID puppy. Mm-hmm. And it's literally because they didn't have the routines that all of our other dogs have had for time immemorial yes. because life was different. Exactly. And so I just think this conversation and the importance of consistency in all that you do with your dogs and in life. It really does. It really <laughs> crosses over so yep. much, you know, and if you're not consistent with a workout, because this is where I tell clients, you know, they come and they see me and then they're like, but my dog didn't get any better. And I said, well, how many times did you practice a day? And there was no consistency. And they'll go, well, you know, and I can always tell. And I'll go, okay, if you went and paid for a personal trainer to tell you the exercise to do, but you did not do anything for a week or two till you saw them. Again. And then you didn't lose any weight. <laughs> it's not their fault. It's right. Because, or you didn't get in better shape. It's right. because you weren't consistently doing the routine yes. and the practice. Yes. So it is consistency. Like I said, I mean, you can find it in obedience, agility, puppy raising. We can do it for the show ring. It's the same thing. And I mean, when I train dogs for the show ring, I train in three separate pieces. I train them a hand stack, Mm -hmm. put their feet in the place. I train them a free stack. Here you go. Stand up pretty on the end of the leash by yourself. Uh And I train them moving on the leash Mm -hmm. down, back and around. But I train all three of them separately Yes, because dogs anticipate. And once they know the system, I stand here, I go down and back, I run around. They're like, okay, let's get to it. Let's get to it. You know? And so by training them entirely separately and only putting them together at the dog show helps cut down on that. But again, consistency. Those behavior chains and those patterns are so quick. And because I teach, I mean, I've been doing agility for decades, you know, and Every time you go to an agility show, it's a different routine. Like you never know what the judge is going to set up. Mm -hmm. So you have to know how to do a jump separate from an A-frame, separate from a dog walk, because it's not always, you know, dog walk, jump, tunnel, whatever. It can be very different. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be consistent on all those things separate. And then that consistency makes it fluid. Driving the car. You don't always learn how to drive on the same road. You (laughs) have to know how to read signs and But it's only because you've consistently worked on pushing the gas and pushing the brake and turning. Rear view mirror. (laughs) Exactly. It's all part of it. Awesome. All right. Well, Shannon, thank you so very much for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. This has been fabulous. You are very welcome. It's great to be here. Thank you. Like the NPR of dogdom, Pure Dog Talk is here for you to make sense out of everyday things, to add nuance to your understanding and tools to your tech box to bring history to life and propel the living history of purebred dogs into the future. The Pure Dog Talk patrons support the work we do here by contributing to our crowdsourcing campaign. In return for their generosity that keeps the MP3s rolling, patrons are invited to a private Facebook community. And that's where dog people all of us together can share, applaud, and commiserate. We have monthly after dark gatherings where we can, you know, raise a glass and provide a virtual get together for the entire group. I'm also so, 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 so excited about a very cool new feature 
that will be for patrons only, making its debut in the next few weeks. So, be on the lookout. There will be a chance available to you to sign up for the Pure Pep Talk. Pure Pep Talk is Pure Dog Talk's weekly mentoring message. Quick, upbeat, actionable tips and tools that you can use right now. Sign up today and get a ping tomorrow. Join the best community in purebred dogs. Stop by www.puredogtalk.com. Click the box right there at the top of the page. I might add, PSPS, finally, the first of what will be many curated ebook, audiobook options that is drawn from the Pure Dog Talk archives has, drumroll, hit the cloud. Auntie Laura's Beginner's Guide to Show Dogs is the perfect compilation for yourself, a friend, your puppy buyers, your kennel club, your 4-H club. Shop the book tab on the website and check it out. Always remember, you guys, your support adds up to a huge voice for purebred dogs. As always, if you have any questions or input, we'd love to hear from you. The show notes and links to resources on today's topic are available at puredogtalk.com. Drop us a note in the comments or email to laura at puredogtalk.com. Remember, guys, this podcast is for you. So if you want to know something, give me a holler. We'll do a podcast for you. If you wouldn't mind, you could help me out here. Take a couple minutes to visit iTunes and give us a review. The Dog Show Superintendents Association is a proud supporter of Pure Dog Talk. Our dog show superintendents are the hardworking people who make the dog show function. They are advocates for education and mentorship in the purebred dog fancy. So stop by the Supers desk at your next show. Tell them how much you love Pure Dog Talk and give them a shout out for their support. That's all for today. Thank you for joining us on Pure Dog Talk.